Say It Loud Network presents Business of the Beat. Hi, I'm Kendra Bracken Ferguson, and I am a founder, brand builder, entrepreneur, and believe in the mantra, Carpe Diem. I created this podcast, Business of the Beat, through my own experience as a beauty executive to talk about, tell stories, and highlight the business of beauty through conversations with beauty and wellness entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs helping to diversify the industry. This week on Business of the Beat. It's having those talks, whether it's with girlfriends or mother or father, or it's going to a therapist and invest in yes, that. Yes. I think in addition to us culturally, sometimes thinking that oh, we don't do that. What could be more important than your mental health and your physical health? For today's beauty report, let's talk about silencing marginalized voices. I read an article about nearly 800 Google employees mobilizing to form a solidarity campaign to support one of the company's top black female executives, a known advocate for diversity in the industry, who was fired following a series of internal battles about how the tech company handles diversity and inclusion. The executive shares that this is yet another case of silencing marginalized voices. In our own beauty and wellness industry, for years, hair and makeup products tended to exclude women of color. There are those who may think it's just beauty. What's the big deal? But it's so much deeper than a product. When you silence a community and a group of people, especially black women, by not having products or not acknowledging or supporting their needs, it's emotionally and mentally damaging. Fast forward to where we are today, and I do believe that there are moments when I sense an exciting shift taking place in the beauty industry, along with sustainability, diversity, and inclusivity, those things seem to be at the top of every agenda. Whether this will extend beyond a trend or box-ticking exercise remains to be seen, but for now, I am hopeful, it's welcome, and I encourage us to all move beyond silencing our own community. Okay, everyone, Constance C.R. White is an award-winning journalist renowned for her wealth of experience and significant contributions across print, broadcast, and online media. A veteran writer, editor, and arbiter of culture and style, Constance has served as an editor-in-chief of Essence Magazine, and style director, brand consultant, and spokesperson for the leading online company eBay, where she conceived the organization's first webzine and developed content and strategies aimed at women. She is the author of Style Noir, a groundbreaking book on Black culture and style, and How to Slay, one of my personal favorites, a visual story of style and beauty. She's currently the contributing editor for Silicon Valley startup, Ozzy.com, where she has written stories such as Memo to Michelle Obama. She was twice named one of the top 50 people in fashion by the New York Daily News and is also the host of her new podcast, How to Slay. Her aim is to celebrate, inspire, entertain, and empower women. Constance, welcome to Business of the Beat. What an honor to have you here. And before we start, I just want to thank you again. I mean, you truly were 
such a, a, an important and pivotal moment in my career. You featured me in essence years ago as one of the 25 black women to watch. Um, it was so, so just phenomenal. It was the year that Michelle Obama was on the cover. And so yeah. I had that, I held space with her and you, and it yeah. really just propelled me forward in such a beautiful way. So, so thank you for that again. You, you are so welcome. And I have to say that they always say when you get a compliment, just absorb it. But sometimes you do have to respond in the moment because I have to say that brings back so many good feelings that are so necessary now which was, it represents what you just said, Kendra, represents the coming together of the power of Black women united. And the second thing is, I am just so proud of you to see how you have since that story and that shout out, and you were just doing things way before <laughs> even that, which is why you ended up on that list. And it was clear that you were going to continue to be doing things and be an important part of African-American culture, American business, the digital disruption, and I could go on. But <laughs> so I'm glad it was all borne out. And, you know, I have to say, there's one last thing I want to say, Kendra, that in that list and your career as it continues to blossom and the impact that you make in a very positive way in your persona as well as in the work that you do it really also points to one of the values and talents or one of my strengths. Everyone should look at their strengths and their weaknesses. And I have weaknesses, but one of my strengths has always been an ability to spot talent. And that ability to spot talent helps me to support that talent, but it also helps to bring value to what I do, to the business community, to companies. And and so I do want to note that as well. And just that story that you told, there's so many elements and layers to it. I mean, I, I love that. And one of the things that I do want to dig into is looking at strengths because it is important. And we get so caught up in trying to either chase something or be like someone else. But I think the most important thing is to hone in on our strengths and not be afraid to say what they are and like the talent that you have in spotting talent and inspiring, encouraging and bringing that talent out of other people. It's, it's phenomenal and it's so special and people really can't do that. So I, you know, I, I appreciate you saying that because I think that there is such a value there. And I remember we were in South by Southwest um, with Catherine Finney at our, at our oh, innovation yes. mansion. And my mom was there and she was just, she was just over the moon about meeting you. And she said, oh. wow, just being in your presence. And like, I get chills thinking about it because she then went on to, of course, tell aunts and uncles. I mean, everybody in the family oh knows gosh, she met you. Really, thank you. Thank but you, you uniting black women. Yeah. But uniting black women. Like, I think that, yes. you know, people, because it, that was your world. You know what I mean? Like you were used to being in that environment, talking to people, being around so many people and encouraging. And so for I just remember being in this space with so many people that couldn't wait to meet you and to to just be in your orbit. And it was and it was really special. So we never talked about that. Oh, but we yes, not, we were all fans about that. And it, it's wonderful <laughs> to do it now, which is the beauty of your podcast and to use 
that information to empower others. Because even Catherine Finney that you mentioned as well, Catherine, that was early in the incredible work she has done and continues to do with Digital Undivided and the, the trail that she blazed. Um, and uh, along with Darlene Giller Jones too. And Catherine is someone, I'll tell it now, like you can tell everything now, right? And plus I'm speaking <laughs> with Kendra Bracken Ferguson, so we, we're going to spill tea. So, uh, Catherine is someone I wanted to hire at Essence. Yes, and I don't just mean in my head. <laughs> you know, there are people who I wanted to hire in my head over the course, you know, of a career or where you're at a certain place where you're charged with bringing talent in. And Catherine Finney was one of those people who, even outside of my head, steps taken. I wanted to hire her because she, again, talent, it was like written all over her. The things that she went on to do with Digital Undivided and the things that she has yet to do, um, we're going to see that, you know, she, she was, she just had talent written all over her. I knew that she could bring things to essence that we could really um, use that the brand really needed at the time. And, um, Hey, you know what? Our loss, their loss that we <laughs> didn't get her. Well, and I have to say, you know, even when you talk about coming together as black women uniting, I, I, Catherine was one of those people. And I remember when she won the president Obama champion for change award and just wow. the conversations we were having, because when I met her, she was budget fashionista and we were doing fashion week together in like uh, right, 2004. Yeah. She was yeah. coming oh. out with that when I met her, ironically. Right. <laughs> I mean, we were like young, young, like early twenties running when she was doing all of that. And so it's amazing as women. And I remember just so much going on. I mean, you know, I, I created a company, I sold a company, I created another company, sold a company. And she was the person that told me, she said, it's okay to outgrow something because I said, how can I leave something that I started? But and that's my passion's so successful not there. too. It's very difficult when it's working as well to walk away. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, her it, and it is. And her was, I mean, I'll never forget. We sat in my backyard and she said, it is okay to outgrow something. And we have had so many conversations in our careers. And she's someone like, I, I remember I said to her, I just need a second to breathe. And she was like, fly to Atlanta, just get on the plane. And I like literally flew to Atlanta. She put me in her son's room in his like little bed. And she was like, just sleep. So your and feet were hanging it, off the bed. My feet were no, hanging you're off. you're kind of little like, yourself. <laughs> that is Maybe true. not. There was like, he had his stars and all of his toys. And, and like, I literally, I slept with, and I slept for like hours and hours and we woke up and had breakfast and, and I came back and like, you need those black women who are on your journey, who understands how, how we have to struggle with stepping into our own success and saying like, yes, I've been here. I did. I have the receipts. I sold two companies. I'm Halle Berry's business partner. And it's okay to need a moment to, to, to take a nap. Yes. And so she was literally that safe space to just sleep and be. And you know what? We never even had to talk about it, which I think it's like you, you need those yes. people. Oh, oh, my goodness. So, so much learning in just that anecdote, that story, Kendra, that you just told. Because, and I don't even know where to begin. But 
and a dive. <laughs> but, you know, her point about it's okay to, to let something go, to outgrow something, you know, let it go, to outgrow something. And you had had, there are two stages that I'm aware of, of at that point, of an incredible career working with Ralph Lauren, being a trailblazer there in digital and as an African-American person, there were not a lot of you running around over there at the polo. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. And then, and if we take out Tyson, there were even less. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. And then number two, then you went on to to, um, start the company and co-found the company and just a founding that company and then B the area that it was in double trailblazing, which is in the area of influencer digital marketing. So already you had done those two things and you know, so that was incredible. And the point I'm getting to is earlier when you said, and here you are among the many things you're doing right now, Halle Berry's business partner, which never would have happened had you said, just like you were describing earlier, right? Had you said, hey, look where I am in life. Look what I'm doing. You know, there were so many yes. reasons to stay. Yes. And and I could even swerve and put a bigger picture on that. And I live in a basketball household. <laughs> so we had a chat yesterday about, oh, what's going on with James Harden? And so James Harden, for people who are listening who don't Mm -hmm. know, superstar, NBA player, Houston Rockets, franchise player. And there's a lot of talk right now that he's going to be traded. And a commentator in the sports station, one of the sports stations said, oh, you know, James Harden, he has 38 million reasons to stay with the Houston Rockets. It's exactly what you're describing, right? Yes, he may have 38 million reasons Meaning people who are not in the sports world, he is being paid $38 million in his contract, right? Oh, my God. Whether that's the whole contract or a year or whatever, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I think it's for the whole contract. But $38 million. But he is still saying to himself, I don't know him. I'm just saying from all the reports and from what we know of history in basketball and sports and so on, superstar players, he is saying, I want a different situation. I want to leave that behind because I'd like to see if I can win a ring or I'd like to see if I can play and be a different player, perhaps in a way than I am here. I'd like, so it's another example of what exactly what you're describing in the conversation, yes. what you were going through, and then the conversation you had with Catherine. Then the second thing, if I yes. may, that I think is very powerful for us to talk about what you just mentioned is the unity amongst women and amongst black women is we need, I like the specificity of what you said, because I think that's really good information to share with your listeners and with everyone and with, I hope all black women, as many as possible hear this, is you needed a place to stay at a moment. Um, Yes. You know, you just need it. And sometimes that sometimes it's, you need to talk over 
three days, have drinks or just have someone listen and, you know, nod and say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and ask a few key questions. And then other times what you need is to be able to go somewhere and just be. And it funny, funnily enough, when I started saying that, this only pops in my head right now, it, in February of this year, actually, I went through the same thing. Now, oh, Catherine sort of sensed what you needed when you said, you know what, just come. Just come and be here. And did you have your child at the time, your daughter? I did. I did. I had my daughter. I think so, she was about four. Yeah. Yeah. So even more reason you needed to just like just go, just go somewhere safe for a few mm-hmm. days. And funnily enough, in February, and someone else, you know, knew what you needed too. Right. You knew you needed something, but you weren't quite sure it was. Just come stay here. There's nothing. Okay. You cannot get up and wash the dishes. You cannot get up <laughs> and take care of your daughter. You cannot go and check the mail. You can't. So you get to unplug and free your mind a bit. And this yes. earlier this year in February, I did know that I needed to get away. And I reached out to my girlfriend, as you did, but I reached out and proactively said, you know what, can I come stay with you for a few days? <laughs> and she was like, yes. And it at that moment, it saved my life. It was like, you know, you just needed that yes. moment to breathe. Exactly. So there are these things such as, yeah. you know, just being very specific. I love that you said that because it's something specific. And then, of course, it's the, you know, meditation and it's having those talks, whether it's with girlfriends or mother or father, whomever you can mm-hmm. have that talk with, depending on, on what it is, or it's going to a therapist and invest in yes. that. Yeah, I think in addition to us culturally, sometimes thinking that we oh, we don't do that. There is also the financial or the mindset of, so, okay, yes, I do that, but I have these five things that are more important. Right. And truth be told, most <laughs> of the time, they're not more important. What could be more important than your mental health and your physical health? You can't give to anyone if you don't have that. So investing in a therapist. Now they have a lot of online therapy, which has brought right. the costs down a bit. And, mm-hmm. and it's proven to be quite effective. They're doing continual studies on it. It's proven to be quite effective. So, yeah, those are just some specific things that we can do for each other. And I think that, you know, one of the obvious, which we all know about, too, is, um, is are you <laughs> a job? You know, do you have a job that I, I can do or can have? Or um, I think there are two sides of that. One, it's the kind of thing which we, if we have it, we'll think think of it more you right. more often. But there also is a situation, too, where reach out and ask, you know, is yes. there anything to do or or keep up, you know, a little group that says, listen, online, if anyone's looking, reach out mm-hmm. here. I'll, I'm looking, you know, I'm hiring or I'm yes. of something. And I think too, because I want to, I want to touch on that. And I want to go back to you said specifically meditation. And I, I saw something, a caption that you wrote on Instagram and you said, we process the ability to be as beautiful and still as flowers. If we only knew access your ability today. And I think it, 
hit me when I was reading that in your post, because I think it also maps into what we're saying, like needing a place to stay, being still, looking at meditation and like what a great time it feels like, especially as we go into the solstice to kind of access that stillness. So how does that too like define kind of where you are today and and really like where you're going, especially with such an esteemed career, but the, the, the stillness in that felt like such a moment for you. Which could have been February, <laughs> but, but how, how is that defined? That's a really interesting question. I would say for me, I've always been a spiritual person, and we are all spiritual people. But we don't, you know, that's part of the nature of who we are as human beings. Um, but it's been important to me, and I've accessed it um, proactively. Let's say I've made room for it in my life, ongoing. Um, The last few years, like when you say, oh, that could have been February, I would say it's been a journey for me of a few years. And the journey began when I left Essence. And then the journey really ratcheted up to like, (laughs) woo, depths I had never thought of when my mother had a stroke. And then my mother had a stroke and my mother had always said that she was going to die of a stroke. My mother was very health conscious and she was a a great student um, of health and living healthily. And she was very into, you know, natural remedies and so on. As often in our community, I think we are, and when I say our community, we're speaking to the human community, but speaking also to black women that we, and speaking of black women, we, um, the community is very health based in terms of our yeah. attitudes, where we're, where we are making more strides now that I'm seeing that I love is that we are putting more into action. Uh, so, so my mother came from that place of, oh, you know, you drink this tea and, get up in the morning and then, you know, and so take this vitamin and, and all that. And so so she had the stroke and then she, uh, so I nursed her and took care of her. And then, and I thought, and, you know, of course now I have the belief that had I not, I I thought it was going to be at essence forever. And I say that because I thought it was such a good fit for everything I believed in in my life and everything I had ever done. Um, God, the higher spirit, our maker had other plans. Mm-hmm. And had I not left essence, I wouldn't have been able to take care of my mother when she got wow. sick. And so I recognized that. And she had the stroke and I nursed her and then she died. And so my You know, most people, when your mother dies, it's like a crisis. It's a personal existential crisis. And it certainly was for me. And I was also very close to my mother. And I loved her to death, still love her to death. And my mother also, by the way, my mother was living with me for several years. I brought her to live with me. And Mm -hmm. she was like, I was like, oh, God, I can do that. And that was like, it's funny, just a couple of days ago when I was doing a gratitude um, I try every day to do 
five minutes of gratitude, whether I journal or I sit in stillness and think about what I'm grateful for. And I just talked about how I was grateful for having my mother live with me. Because one of the things when I was younger, I had always thought about is that my mother was going to die while I was young, not as a kid, but Mm. even in like maybe late teenage, young adulthood. And part of it was losing her, but also not having the opportunity to give her some comforts of life, which she hadn't been able to have. So my mother sacrificed so much for us. My dad was in my life, and my dad made a very strong imprint on my life. Mm -hmm. But I could easily turn this whole podcast into that story. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) No, but I mean, there's so many things to pull out of that. No, but still, even just the moments of gratitude, um, I think it's so important. And I, I do think... You know, everything happens in divine time. And I do agree. I'm very spiritual and believe believe deeply um, in God and I in our higher being. And I do think that there is a divine order of timing and that things do happen in the right timing. And even if we don't see them, it's about the reflection and the awareness that we have in our beliefs. So that even if leaving essence, you didn't know necessarily what was to come that space gave you the presence to be with her and to be part of that and then to extend into what being grateful is. So there is, it it all plays together. And one of the things that you said was like human community and really speaking to black women. And I think, you know, one of the things, if we kind of go back because you are, you are an icon and you have this presence and really like one of the few black female editors in chief ever and when you were appointed, you know, in, in 2011, Michelle Banks said that as a visionary and consumer communicator, Constance has established an unparalleled connection across multiple platforms. Constance is passionate about the needs of black women and making sure that they have the tools to make their boldest dreams come true. And it's so true. I mean, it rings true then and it rings true now. And so as you're talking, like, I was just thinking about the tools because you say, you know, and she said that you made sure that we have the tools to live our boldest dreams. So how have those tools changed? And what tools do you think we need to arm ourselves with as black women professionally, and even personally? Yeah, wow, what a great question. I put the tools into two buckets, Kendra. One bucket, the first is the tools that never change, that go across time and humanity. And it doesn't matter where that black woman is coming from or where she's going, certain tools. And then the other bucket is more specific. You know, it may be shaped by where and who that black woman is. It may be shaped by the actual time that we're living in right now and more more contemporary or con- contemporaneous matters. So the first, to give an example first, what are those tools that never change? Um, belief in yourself, belief in a higher power, and, and the two work hand in hand. 
And you have to understand, I was listening to, I was listening to a broadcast recently, just this week, and a psychiatrist was saying that we have to give black kids some early successes so they can believe in the opportunity wow. to live a different life. And this goes for any black kid because all black kids, regardless of your family's income or your or where you're coming from, um, you grow up in racism. Maybe less, it may be yes. more, it may be micro, it may be macro till you become an adult, but you grow up with this. So this applies to everyone. And it particularly applies to financially disadvantaged black kids um, because a financially disadvantaged black kids, black kid becomes a kid who also is disadvantaged educationally, disadvantaged in terms of food, food insecurity or having enough food to eat is disadvantaged in terms of um, many times, but not all the time in terms of the nurturing that's available to them, whether it's because there's one parent in the home or if there are two parents in the home, those parents are battling day-to-day oppression themselves. You know, you may be working three jobs. You know, you don't have time. I remember um, going to, when my kids were little and going to um, PTA meetings in (laughs) one kind of community, and then going to a PTA meeting, another kind of community, and the difference in parental attendance and support at that PTA meeting was like night and day, right? And so all those things affect the kid. So giving, but what studies have shown is that the major thing is giving that kid, showing them and giving them successes that then their frame of mind is such that I can believe in a different future for myself, or I can believe in a bright future for myself. You know, things may be against me. Um, issues may happen. You know, all of, all of us, it's part of the human condition that we face barriers and pain um, because it's part of being human. Yeah. But the big difference studies are starting to show is that for black kids in America, they are not seeing the possibilities, right? They see the possibilities to get shot, right? Mm-hmm. Or they see the possibilities that, wow, you know, my my mother or my father, they work for 12 hours a day and then they, you know, get home and we still don't have enough food to eat or we still live in an apartment um, where there are roaches and mice running all over the place, right? Or where the heat is out and we're paying rent and the heat is out for weeks. Yeah. So, you know, so mm-hmm. that's very important. So giving giving those opportunities. The other thing that's important, I would say, which never changes the, you know, belief in yourself, belief in future is invest in yourself. Yes. So, and you know, that we spoke a t- little bit about that earlier is making that investment in knowing that you're worth it, you know, and mm-hmm. if you don't feel it or know it, just act it. 
first, and that will help. So whether it's getting your nails done or taking some time, especially if you're a parent, for everybody, but particularly if you're a parent, taking some time for yourself. Yes. Um, half an hour a day, if that's all you can find, and and then time on the weekend. And then when you look at the year, time during the year. When are you going away for a week? Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're going across town, but, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Go away. <laughs> Have some time with yourself. And and one of the things I, I want to quickly insert, not directly answer the question, but quickly insert, because I yes. mentioned, you know, if you're a parent and how you really need a break then, is to be very conscious of your parenting, right? Be very yes. conscious of how you are relating to your child, what messages you set. Try to consciously give love at all times and support. Am I being loving? Am I being um, another, you know, there's this other study I referred to, which said, what is the number one item toward a good relationship? Right. Mm -hmm. And there have been numerous studies done on this and there are a lot of complex answers and answers that come from, different sources and which sound different, but the quickest answer I heard that made a lot of sense, that's easy to remember and easy to implement. Cause you know, when you're looking at your child and yeah. you're tired <laughs> and they have yes. last nerve, or you're looking at your romantic mm-hmm. partner and you're just like, I don't even see what you're thinking. You're not saying it right. But you're I don't even really see right now why. Exactly. What am I doing? What am why I doing? am I here? And you're real. That ants, you know, you're not thinking of the things you learned in the workshop or what you read in the latest blog. The or, parenting book. Yes. Oh, I should have implemented that right then, right? So I love this one from all the millions of studies I've read. I love this one, which is like, be kind. Yes. Be kind. In that moment, you can stop yourself where you're about to tell your kids something which you really shouldn't be saying, and you know you shouldn't be saying it, and you know you might be scarring the poor kid for life if you say it, or you're about to say something to your significant other that, oh, my God, I won't be able to take this back. I don't care what his birthday present is that I give to him this year. I'm going to bring this up two years from now. Like, in that moment, or worse, still, I'm about to do some harm to myself psychically. Mm -hmm. In that moment, just stop and say, is this kind? And if it's not, walk away and come back. Take a deep breath, whatever it is. But just stop and say, is this kind? So I find that's it. So that was a a quick digression. (laughs) No, we don't digress at all here. We just like talk about how it comes. Like, because it all, it all fits in. And I think that like, there's so much happening in the world that if we put kindness at the center in everything, to your point, in our relationships, in our work, then it brings us to a place of empathy. It allows us to take a step back. And I think it ultimately helps us to move forward 
in a way of positivity. And like, things are going to be hard. Like it's not a straight line. Like we are going to have moments of like despair or sadness, but I think that at the root of it, we have the ability to be kind. We have the ability to control our actions, to breathe, to live in a place of gratefulness. And so I I think that it, it, it's important. And I think that we all kind of have to, to live through that. And the other thing that you said was really invest in yourself. And like, know that you're worth it and and act it. And one of the things, you know, in this, in this podcast, in every episode, I do a beauty and wellness report. And I talk about a trend or a lesson. And today I talked about silencing marginalized voices. Um, And in, you know, an industry outside of ours, but at Google, one of the few black women who held the position of leadership was fired because she brought up diversity and inclusion and it's caused really? a big storm. Oh yes. And, it, and it's caused this like trends where they're trying to mobilize and galvanize around this mission of um, telling the truth, right. Telling the truth about what's happening in these big companies and like not right. silencing yes. somebody who, you know, has something to say. And so I loved what you said when you said act it because this woman was truly acting on what she believed to be true in terms of positioning, not just herself as a black woman, but other people in the company and giving them a voice. And, and I feel like you, you know, you, you speak to that. And even at essence, your whole, I shouldn't say whole mission, but from what I believed as someone reading the magazine is that you wanted to give rise to black women and to the black voice and you've never been somebody to silence that. And I just wonder from your perspective, like going through this year of COVID and so much uncertainty, do you feel like we've moved to a place where we're in a better position for our voices not to be silenced? How much more do you think we need to do? And where do you think we to this breaking point of, of it, of the change? Right. Um, before I answer that question, Kendra, can I just wrap up um, an answer to your previous question? Because these are all such good, deep questions, which is to say, um, is that OK? I just. Yeah. Well, my oh, God, absolutely. It's, it's all the stuff I want to know from you. Because okay. <laughs> I think it's so important to in, invest in yourself and just to say even the kindness. You're right. It, it's not digressing too far because you even want to be kind to yourself you know remember are you being kind to yourself what is the so the self-taught the other point I wanted to make is the part of that what tools that never change are you've you have to be positive about life and that involves speaking to yourself with kindness being um, constantly acting in a positive way and being careful about what you are telling yourself, being positive. Um, You want to avoid toxic people and toxic relationships or toxic situations. You know, if being aware of those and learning how to deal with them, if it's something which you can't extricate yourself from immediately. And if you can, which for most of us, you can learn how to identify like I'm in this situation is not good for me. As they say, go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated and learn yes. how to right, move out of those situations and into a stronger 
um, position. And the other thing that doesn't change the invest in yourself, it comes under the same umbrella or it could be a different bullet point is educate you know, from a career perspective, always be educating yourself, whether that's formally with courses or degrees or the like. And now there's so many online courses available yeah. or or informally on the job. Always be looking at at um, increasing your value in the workplace and then um, have a plan for your life. I mean, I know my friends used to laugh at me when I used to say, yeah, I have a five-year plan. (laughs) I I will say I do not have a five-year plan right at this moment because there's so much going on, which is, is fluid for myself as I'm, you know, on this journey, which I started sharing with you about, you know, my mother and so on. Um, But have, I believe in a plan. I believe in the, you know, I've heard people, some people say, oh, I didn't know, you know, I just ended up, you know, in this job or in this place. Well, yeah, because life happens, right? Right. But be open to change and be resilient, flexible. And, and the final thing I'll mention is exercise. I'm a big believer yes. in getting your sleep and in exercising. Exercise, all the studies show it can, well, we already know it can make your body look good and look, look its best. It yes. also, <laughs> more importantly, helps you your body function at its best physically. But this, and this is really important, is your mental your mental clarity and balance, all the studies keep coming in showing that exercising affects how we think, how we think of ourselves, our emotional stability. It helps to to have positive, generate positive emotions, which then helps our energy. So take, take that time, have that be part of your daily, yearly plan. At the end of every year, I do an assessment of the key areas of my mm, life. And I, that's great. I take a couple hours to reflect and I jot down, I give it a numeric score each area. And then I also jot mm-hmm. down notes on it. Like, so I go from one to 10 and then I'll have, you know, physical, mental, emotional relationships, family, friends. And I, I rate them talk about them. So you don't have to do it exactly yeah. like that, obviously, but I think having some reflection, being self-aware um, is important, mm-hmm. having a plan. And then briefly, specific. so I think those are tools that, that never change. And then specifically, yeah, to this time, you know, I think it's important to, for this particular time, it's important to take care of your health. I mean, that certainly doesn't ever change, but I think it's even more important now to not be, don't take your health for granted. Don't be crazy about it. Like taking care of your health, digitization, keep up with what's going on because things, things always change in the world, but things are changing really fast right now. Yes. COVID teaches you nothing else. It's that things change just when you least expect it, things change. <laughs> So I think understanding, you know, make it your business to understand the disruption of digital in the world. Right. And also mm-hmm. be embrace it for how it can help you in, in your daily life and how you might need it 
to to be a valuable um, worker, whether you're working for yourself or for someone uh-huh. else. Um, but also, and I think this is new and important. Also, mm-hmm. be careful a bit. You know, it's not a savior of anything. And it does operate for bad as well as good. So I think the whole idea of security and managing your time, we don't know what effect impact 5G and other progressive, seemingly progressive things have on our health. We don't know what impact having this gadget next to our brain is having because, again, people are starting to say it can have a negative impact. The point being to be careful and aware of it um, at all times. And finally, I would say as a specific tool um, for black women in these times is to be, I really think it's important to be first in the historic aspect of who you are. We, I believe we're human beings first. But then we're mm-hmm. many other things. But one of the things that we know, um, we we are defined by too, is that we're black women, and I think right. we have to be very. We have to get comfortable with that, mm-hmm. and not have the society force us to wear that as a heavy cloak. So you know, wow. be, be proud of it. Be. Be use it as a force within you for something that's positive and that's good, and that's you know what this, this is who I am. This is how I was made, and it's so totally fine. Is owning that as something that is powerful, and you know what you're fine too. You right. know, mm-hmm. sorry you don't look like this. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for you. But I'm sure you have your your wonderful ones too. And then, you know, and we can embrace, but I'm really great with this. You know, this is the blessing I was given. I think that's important right now for black women to embrace that. So, okay. So (laughs) I'll stop there. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, that, that's exactly what this podcast is about. Like that is truly the essence. Like for me, it really was, how do we have conversations to move black, brown women forward in our industry? How can we arm everyone, especially us with these tools and what do those tools look like? Because we need to get, you said it earlier, we need to get very specific. So let's specifically talk about educating yourself and creating your five-year plan and like being proud and embracing who we are and being that force for good. And and that's really the whole point because we have to be able to ground ourselves in something and we need to know very specific and directionally what that is so that we can move forward. And to your point, there may be moments in your life where you don't have a five-year plan, but you have a plan for how you're going to get through today and the next day and that day. And then when you're ready to express that five-year plan, it's there, but you know, and you are aware that it is something that is really important. And even with exercise and mental health, I think we, you know, we get caught up in being superwoman. And like, for me, I am so passionate. I love to like wake up 
and work. And even this morning, I was like, I got to get three miles in. And I said to my 7.15 a.m. call, I was like, I'm going to have to do this walking. Like, it's fine. I'm not going to be on camera on Zoom because now for some reason we can't just have a call. But it it is important. And we have to still get things done, manage our passion, but also make sure that we're protecting ourselves and our health because Zoom's day is real in terms of what's happened over the last few months. So one final thing, and we always close out uh, the podcast really with our guests kind of sharing with us a brand that you're excited about, a product that you think our listeners um, should check out. Mine for you is your gratitude journal, but this is all about you. Oh. So you know what, you know, what's the one you check out? <laughs> right. Yeah, my gratitude journal is like a, a little book. and <laughs> It's good that people should find their gratitude journals, but I would call it a couple of the things that I'm, I'm really excited about. Um, I would say, I will say gratitude journal and you can use, I don't have a brand that I particularly use, but you can, first of all, you can just use, I think it's nice to have a beautiful book that you write in for it, but an exercise book, um, you know, can do just as well. (laughs) And, and you could even do that. And now we're home. It could be a good, um, DIY project, right? Like just get a old exercise book or buy one at the store and then put things on it. <laughs> you can, you can it. Like, put things on it. <laughs> but a lot of people are really handy. And, and, and you know what, too? That These are those times where things we didn't do are now sort of come, I'm going to do that. You know, so yes. you can decorate your own. And for um, other product, products, branded products, I really like the Vote Necklace. That was done by Ooh. by Chiari. It's the kind of thing where obviously it was brought out to vote. Well, we vote all the time, right? So it will always be relevant. Right. But beyond that, I think it's culture, a cultural moment. It can represent a cultural moment also for someone where you'd wear it anytime. Because I think this is a good time to underline the fact that we believe in democracy and that we mm-hmm. all have the opportunity to live the wonderful lives we live partly because of democracy and in a large part due to democracy. So I, I like that a lot. And then I also recommend for the phase, my friend Dr. Rose Angleton has a relatively new, well, it is new, um, skincare line. And oh, I, wow. I recommend that too. Uh, wonderful creams for the face and it's for everyone, but she is a black woman herself who believes in and has a deep interest in black women's skin. So it's very good for our skin, too. And then the th- a third item, if I might recommend, is um, Wilbur SK. There's a designer who de- an accessory designer who does incredible handbags. And I love, I'll describe it so you can imagine it, but I yes. particularly love his dope clutch. And he does a, a clutch handbag with the one that I have. It's in a camouflage print and wow. it's, and it's very beautifully made, you know, and, and you open it up and inside is a, a bright color, depending on the colorways that he's using. And on the front in bold lettering, which is, sewn on fabric. It's not 
printed, painted, it's sewn in, it says dope. And it's very wow. cool. It's something that you can drink. Yeah. You could wear it with a gown to a, you know, formal event and you can wear, you can carry it um, casually as well. And it's also a great gift. Speaking of holiday times. Yes. <laughs> and Jade and J. Dot said, I would kind of whisper this, or J. Dot said I should mention my book. <laughs> Always mention your book. Yes, please. Yes. So I do recommend How to Slay. So seriously, the reason I recommend How to Slay is because it's a beautiful, what I get from people who have read it, who purchased the book, is that it's it's an emotional, as a good book it should is. be, but yeah. it's an emotional look. Like when you look at the photographs, it moves you, enriches you, educates you. Yes. But you just feel you feel dope, right? If you you look, especially if you're a black person, and for someone who is not black, it's a wonderful. It's also just joyful to look at it, and it's one. It's a wonderful education. And then there's text which tells you a lot about. Um, it tells you a lot about history. Um, yes, it it's does. not a history yes. book, but it does give you little. Juicy morsels yeah. of like mm-hmm. how Billie Holiday came to wear that flower in her hair, which influenced so many women, right, to wear a gardenia in their yes. hair. How to slay? I mean, you guys already know I'm a fan, but it is it's everything that you said, and it's so juicy, and it makes you feel good, and it's beautiful, and you're learning, and you're pulling out all these nuggets that go so much deeper. It's so much deeper than skin deep or fashion deep or appearance deep. It truly, it's our history and our culture and the way that How to Slay tells that story. I mean, I have to brag that I was at the dinner for the lunch and so I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got to experience. Thank you for putting me on your list. Um, but even Welcome. just having, having the book here, it's, it, it's beautiful. And I, I appreciate you for also bringing it up. Um, and we'll make sure that we highlight all these products. And I, you know, this has just been wonderful. I, I feel just so moved in my soul and just in my mind and body having had this conversation with you and, and our history. And I appreciate you. And thank you so much for your time. Um, and I look forward to more more conversations and seeing you whenever we come out on the other side of this. Anytime. And thank you for having me, Kendra. It's been wonderful. I am encouraged. I'm inspired. And one thing that you said was be kind, be positive about life and avoid toxic situations. Be aware so that you can increase your value, not just at work, but personally and have a plan for your life, understanding that life happens and we have to be resilient and we have to be open to change. So I leave you with this. What are your strengths? And how will you plan and drive your life forward? And lastly, every week I share an influencer I'm checking out that I'd love for you to also follow at Naima Tang. Why you should follow her? Through a series on her YouTube channel called The Darkest Shade, Naima Tang often tests out the darkest foundation and concealer shades made by a number of brands to see if they match her skin tone. In some cases, they don't, but the series itself is an important reminder of how underrepresented women and men of darker skin tones are represented in the beauty industry. Check her out. And thank you, as always, for listening. 
Make sure that you follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Don't miss an episode. Until next time. Business of the Beat is hosted by Kendra Bracken Ferguson, assistant producer Jenny Salk, coordinating producer Lauren Turner, executive producer Kendra Bracken Ferguson, and Celessa Baker. Edited by Fishmar Creative. Executive producers Ken Johnson, Andrew Kalb, and Omar Thompson. Find Business of the Beat podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon, Radio.com, or where you get your podcasts. Please follow, subscribe, and rate us. Business of the Beat is a Say It Loud Network production.